Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? They're in the computer? This is getting out of hand. Wow! Strange things are afoot. Hold your potato! Listen. You smell something? Hello and welcome to Clear Your History Podcast, the podcast where we go on the internet, find some weird stuff, not clear our history, and hopefully not get fired. I'm your old pal Steve. <laughs> and I am a recently jobless Megan. <laughs> <laughs> and today we have our friend Maddie Cakes. You can call me Matt, um, Maddie Muffin, whatever you want to call me. Any Matt plus any pastry uh, is acceptable? Sure, we'll, we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than chatty long legs, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, we're just going to start uh, and get right into it. Because uh, we've listened to some podcasts and sometimes they ramble around a long time before they start. And this is the podcast where we get right to the meat. And then we ramble in the middle and you stop listening. And then we edit it out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what do you like have this for part, us? Maybe. What All do you right. have for us today, Steven? Well, today we're going to talk about Con Plan 8888. Now, this is a recently declassified, declassified plan on how... To handle a zombie outbreak, written by your U.S. government. What? Yes. So to start off, uh, this is a 77-page report, and Matt actually printed that off for me. You <laughs> printed it in half pages to save on resources. Yeah, I may waste my time at the company, but I don't use the company resources lightly, <laughs> <laughs> except when I do. Honestly, I only got through maybe five pages, and that was my whole report that you'll uh, hear now. Did you find the secret page? Uh-oh. Did you put something oh, yeah, random the in there? Yeah, the secret page is pretty great. He showed me. Oh. <laughs> I guess that's for later. <laughs> So, to start off, uh, you have to know your enemy. So, this document lists eight different types. Oh, races? No. <laughs> of zombie types. Oh, oh, what? So, here is the zombie threat summary. Um, one, pathogenic zombies. Now, PZs are a zombie form oh, created God. after an organism is infected by a virus or bacteria or some other form of... Contagion. Is that That's the right word? That's not how you say that. It's <laughs> contagion. Contagion. Oh, wow. All right. I played Pandemic. Two. Radiation zombies. Okay, so the first one is kind of like how you... AIDS. The first one is AIDS. They're coming up with a plan to get rid of if AIDS is an epidemic. Well, I mean, that's like basically how the horror movies, usually it's kind of that type thing. The path. The pathogens. Pathogenic. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it could also be the Papa John's garlic butter sauce could Ooh. do it. <laughs> if you get enough. That stuff is delicious. It is, but it will turn you into a pathogenic zombie. <laughs> given time. Eventually. Okay. Radiation zombies. RZ. I don't know why they all have to have... Acronyms? It's <laughs> the government. RZs are a zombie life forms created after an organism is infected by an extreme dosage of electromagnetic and or particle radiation. Okay. Then, this is this is one of my favorites, the evil magic zombie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> EMZs are zombie life forms created via some form of occult experimentation in what might otherwise be referred to as evil magic. Oh. Then, of course, space zombies. Uh, space zombies are zombie life forms originating from space or created by toxic contamination 
of the Earth environment via some form of extraterrestrial toxin or radiation. When was this created? Uh, 2011. <laughs> okay. I believe Night of the Comet is the, the space zombie. There you yes. go. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think it was written in 09 and 010 and then Published. It was completed in 11. Okay, are there any other zombie types? Yeah, I'm keeping going. Jesus, okay. Weaponized zombies. Oh, can you count to eight? <laughs> Weaponized zombies, WZs, are zombie life forms deliberately created via biomechanical engineering for the purpose of being employed as weapons. Zombie weaponization programs and supporting infrastructures are included and COAs to deal with these threats. Oh, wait, shit, what's COAs stand for? <laughs> Call of action. Course so, of action? Course of action, yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay, then we got the symbiote-induced zombies. SIZs are zombie life forms originating from the introduction of a symbiote life form to an otherwise healthy host well that's like how the spiders who the spider well there's these spiders that actually turn wasps into zombies yeah one of those ways yeah one of those ways and they like (laughs) then the the babies eat the host yeah there's like aphids or something that mind control ants there's also like a mushroom yeah fungus thing that does it to ants there's a couple i can get on board with that in nature so they're totally plausible there's also a germ that uh, makes mice seek out cats. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's pretty, pretty clever. Um, what was the name of uh, the first uh, Venom guy? Spawn. Uh, Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. Yes. Oh. Remember Venom. Spawn. Spawn's better than the, Venom. The best Spider-Man. Well, if you like chains. Spider-Man Three. <laughs> Spider-Man 3. Good times. It was uh, it was the guy from that 70s show. Topher. Yeah. No, that is true. Topher. <laughs> okay, then you watch out for the vegetarian zombies. They're a life forms originating from any cause, but pose no direct threat to humans because they only eat plant life. Although VZs do not attack humans or other animal life, they will consume all plant life in front of them. They can cause veggie zombie. Yeah, they can cause massive deforestation and elimination of basic food crops essential to humans. Not good. And the fourth one, which is actually the only proven class of zombie that actually exists, is chicken zombies. The CZs occur when old hens that can no longer lay eggs are incorrectly euthanized by poultry farmers using carbon monoxide. The hens are then deposited in large piles to decompose. The hens appear to be dead when buried, but inexplicably come back to life and dig themselves out of the piles of dead chickens. After reaching the surface, CZs stagger about for a period of time before ultimately expiring due to internal organ failure. I feel like this is just fake. Those are actual Those are all eight zombies? That was the eighth one. Side note, a really cool zombie film, if you've ever watched it, is Pontypool. Have you ever seen that one? No. It's really interesting. I don't know if they have it on Netflix or anything, but the way that the zombie, what do you want to call it, disease or whatever is transmitted, is transmitted, I believe, by speech. And it's, but it's, like, it sounds stupid as hell, but uh-huh. it's a really good movie. 
and it's interesting. So it's like zombie dick and they're like oh shit i'm a zombie now. yeah they're like yeah. it's like it's like that game when you try to get the other person to say what and they're like what oh fuck <laughs> yeah stupid says what no it's actually pretty good anyways keep going um, uh evil people. evil evil magic zombie is currently my favorite i like that one okay okay so now we have to go through a couple of assumptions the none of this is real steve found this on the internet this is a 77 page government document I printed it. I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> there's there were seals on it and stuff. Yeah, and there's a picture of a zombie. Well, like too. a seal yelling "gay," <laughs> <laughs> not that seal. <laughs> okay, a U.S. and allies have the situational awareness necessary to conduct all all counter zombie dominance operations in this plan. B, zombie forces will become stronger with each human casualty. Because each human casualty will become a zombie. C. U.S. and allied fortresses may be degraded as a conflict emerges and progresses. Just L- go for it. D. <laughs> L-O-A-C will not apply to zombies. So the L-O-A-C is the law of armed conflict. Okay, so. what... I'm sorry, but what the fuck does the chicken zombie have to do with any of this? You gotta shoot the chicken zombie in the head. The only way to defeat a chicken zombie is to choke the chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So my grandpappy always told me. So basically they're saying that the zombies aren't people or animals, and so you can just use whatever means necessary to get rid of them. So they don't have any rights. They should have rights. Are we going to have zombie rights movements in 50 years? Hopefully not. There's no known medical cure... For a zombie pathogen, at this time, it can be assumed that once a human turns, they cannot be cured or reverted to human status. Seek out the nearest CDC for any hopes of medical breakthroughs during a time of pandemic. Okay, but they also are making the assumption then that there is something that causes zombie-ness unless they already know about this pathogen. What about what about the uh, voodoo zombie? That's oh. CDC. Or that's EMZ. But, <laughs> Evil but magic. Where they drug somebody and, like, essentially they are functionally a zombie for, like, 72 hours. Oh, or sure. And then they're back. You know, it's, it's like, like... a hypnosis kind of thing? Yeah, like a drug hypnosis. Yeah, it's like um, a blowfish uh, toxin, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. know Why mechanics. don't you research it at work tomorrow <laughs> and tell us? Because I don't know. Um, it says... The only assured way to effectively cause zombie casualties to the zombie ranks by tactical force is the concentration of all firepower to the head, specifically the brain. The human brain will still be functioning in the zombie state, but it is universally agreed that the only part actually active will be the brain stem. The only way to ensure a zombie is dead is to burn the zombie corpse. EMZs are the only class of zombie that may not be vulnerable to this measure. This is stupid as hell because how do they even know if they've never actually encountered a zombie, which tells me they have encountered a zombie and they're they're covering it up. Mm, they're in Area 53. Right, which <laughs> is problem, adjacent to Area 52. The problem two. is... Zomb- Caddy corner to 51. <laughs> Zombies are undead and thus feel no pain or fear of death. Riot control countermeasures would be completely ineffective. It just sounds like somebody was like, I bet I can get the government to pay 
to write this like manual. Like $10,000. Oh, yeah. sure. And all I have to do is watch every zombie movie ever made and then come up with, like, a couple of new types of zombies. It's oh, and a chicken zombie. Right? It, yeah, yeah, chicken zombie. I mean, and, they should have watched Pontypool because that zombie would have been cooler than a chicken zombie. Yeah, and and then they're like, and you know what would be cool? A vegan zombie. <laughs> he just eats all the veggies. Veg- just eats all the veggies. veggies. Yeah. Well, okay, so now we go to defensive points. Zombies cannot dive, climb, or swim. So this must be considered when choosing a place to settle. So, you, you know... Do we have, like, a werewolf contingency plan? No. Just give them all Parkinson's when they start a team wolf. <laughs> oh, oh, shit, that was fucked. Rough. <laughs> but anyways, this goes on and on and on. And there's, like I said, there's 77 pages to this. But don't worry, the U.S. government doesn't really believe that there will be... Well, this is what they say. They don't really believe that there will be a zombie apocalypse... This document was created as a training device to teach agents how to outline big plans like this. This is just... Uh, Ooh, that's like an M. Night Shyamalan level twist there at the end. <laughs> yeah. M. Night Shyamalan? Uh, but also, you know, I don't trust the government. Maybe they do know that zombies exist. What do you think? Do you think zombies are possible or have existed and that's a cover-up? Or do you think this is just complete bullshit? I think it was, um, what did I say? <laughs> a training action? I think this document was created as a training device to teach agents how to outline big plans. Like agents? This. They don't need to learn anything. Agents. <laughs> agents in the uh, FBI and the Pentagon and whatever. You know, I remember hearing last, I think it was last year, the state of Kansas actually did like a disaster preparedness drill mm-hmm. and they did zombies was the disaster to make it fun yeah no that was this is basically that concept yeah so i mean it's fun also they didn't want it to be like too real Um, like vampires well like to to like start naming like (laughs) countries and like ebola what about ones that don't exist why don't they do zombies in australia sure you know what i'm thinking about it the the vampire one would be pretty good because there is a plant based vampire, the Audrey Two. You may have seen it in uh, a little movie called Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. And uh, it might be, and it was space based too because there was a total eclipse of the sun. It's it's checking off two marks. Eclipse right of the sun or of the heart? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Dill of the Month Club. Dill of the Month Club is an exclusive subscription service where they send you high-quality, BPA-free dildos that get progressively larger and larger as you keep the service. I'll tell you what, I've worked with plastic for 15 years now. This service has nothing to do with pickles. But ever since I've been using them, I've been bringing more pickles home, if you know what I mean. I'll give it three stars. So visit dillofthemonthclub.com today. All right, Matt, uh, what did you bring to the table today? Well, I don't even know how this started. <laughs> I, I think I was just throwing in, like, just weird search terms because, I, you know, I'm a big fan and I wanted to be on the show. <laughs> He's like, i got to be as weird as possible. And I'm like, you know, normally I, I, I don't go down many rabbit holes. I do a lot of reading of various stuff, but... Uh, this time, I kind of stumbled upon the concept of 
elephant executions. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I'm sure it is very electrifying. Uh, it can be. That's for sure. It's almost always disturbing. And I I'm, thought... I'm hanging at the edge of my seat. I, I can see that. <laughs> I, I was hoping it wasn't your trunk. But... Uh, <laughs> So I'm going to start with, uh, go back in time a little bit. Oh, the way back machine? Yeah, way back to March of 1826. Ooh. We're in London. There's an elephant named Chuni, C-H-U-N-E-E. He was a tame elephant. He actually worked on the stage. He was in, like, a bunch of plays and, hmm. like, was super nice. Everybody was, like, Hey, he's he's awesome. And every Sunday they his keeper would take him out for walks along the river and through the town and stuff. And sounds cool. <laughs> but then as he got older, um he started getting more aggressive. And um some people think it's because of his musk. Musk. It's not musk, it's M U S T H. Must. I must ask you a question. <laughs> yes. And must is... He's horny. It, well, kind of. It's a, It's like heightened aggression where, like, the um, the reproductive hormones are going crazy, but then adrenaline and all this other stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. And they've got, like, stuff coming out of, like, behind their eyes. It's, like, oh, almost kind of tarry. And That's what happens if you get blue balls. You got tar <laughs> coming out behind your eyes. Yeah. So you got to get it out. You got to expel those demons. Elephants everybody. need to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, to relate it to something in nerd culture, I, I think it's kind of like the Vulcan Ponfar. Oh, it, yes. Yeah. You know, Spock got pretty mad and tried to beat up Kirk and stuff. You got a mind meld. Yep. So, so anyway, Chuni had possibly had the must going on and then on top of that he uh, had a rotten tusk and that hurt and so he he was kind of pissed off because you know you got a toothache pain. And, animals when they're in pain he, just like lash out yeah you're and horny horny and in pain <laughs> this sound terrible combination <laughs> right there i mean so so on february 26 1826 um during his sunday walk he killed his handler yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he grew more agitated over the next few days, probably because he was like, oh shit, I killed this guy. Sure. This is not a good thing. And but also, he's an asshole and I hated him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was probably like drunk and poking me with sticks because that's a pretty common occurrence. Especially in the 1800s. Yeah. That's all he did was get drunk and get poke drunk, each other with sticks. sticks. Yeah, that's fun. So, so his owners decided that he was too dangerous. So they're like, you know what? We need to put him down. So they're like, let's, um, I don't know, let's poison him. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck do you put an elephant down? Yeah, and so they're like, they tried to poison carrots and give them to him and stuff, and he refused to eat it because he's like... You dumb shits. <laughs> I can see the bottle right there. It's got the skull and crossbones on it, and it's <laughs> fucking poison. <laughs> so... So he refused to eat it, and so they called out a garrison of local soldiers, and they shot him 152 fucking times with musket balls. Musket balls. <laughs> Perhaps. Oh no, even more. Uh, and, and he survived. 
What? Oh, God. 152 times. So his, I guess, new keeper or secondary keeper or something like that had to finish him off, and he used either a his sword mouth? or a harpoon to kill the elephant. Oh, my God. And according to reports, A, there was just blood everywhere because... It's a big boy. They're packing... They're derming a lot of blood in them. <laughs> they're packing a lot of blood in that derm, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and the the people of the town were, like, really freaked out. Not because they heard 158 gunshots, but because... The streets were filled with blood. <laughs> and not because the streets were filled with blood, but because the elephant was wailing and moaning oh, this no. whole time. And so... So that was kind of that's the the introduction to okay. how to get rid of an elephant, no. <laughs> or maybe how not to get rid of an elephant. So let's fast forward like seventy five years uh, to Jumbo Two. Um, Jumbo Two. Jumbo Two. Okay. Uh, the first Jumbo worked for Barnum and Bailey and was like. The world's biggest elephant until another big elephant came along. And they're like, Jumbo, you suck now. Yeah. And Jumbo 2 was like his offspring. And he was... Um, they couldn't call him Jumbo Jr. Because then that would imply that he was smaller. Exactly. <laughs> you want Jumbo 2, the sequel. Jumbo 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yes. And the reason it's Electric Boogaloo is because they tried to electrocute him. Why does he get in trouble too? The elephant? Yes. What'd he do? Well, so Jumbo 2 had attacked and injured two keepers and a spectator. So the guy who ran the circus he was in, this is a guy named Frank Bostock. And he decided (laughs) this is okay, I'm gonna (laughs) take it back a second. Because there's this place, it was in Buffalo it was Buffalo, New York. And they were having the Pan-American Exposition in Buffalo that year. And back then, those things went on for like a full year. Yeah. And President... Yeah, you got to expose yourself Do they still have year. those big things, like World Fairs? Uh, not really. And I think that's sad, because I think it would be cool. I'd go. Yeah. I'd go to the Seattle, look, go to the restaurant, in the space. You know, Omaha had a, a, the Trans-Mississippi Expedition. Yeah. Yeah. They built like an entire like It's like where Conagra is. Yeah. Like it was all plaster of Paris, like classical Greek buildings. Yeah. And, and super cool. Yeah. But anyway. You know that? Megan? I had no idea. You guys are history nerds apparently. Well, I live here. I, I know don't. some things. And <laughs> yeah. That's I think I saw it in a museum. So so Earlier in 1901, President McKinley went to this Pan-American Exposition in Buffalo. And he was assassinated there. Cool. By... Uh, An elephant. By, <laughs> a, by Polish, a Polish immigrant named Leon Kozlowski. Um, Sounds about right. <laughs> and... Ski. <laughs> ski. <laughs> and basically everybody there was pretty mad about that. Cause sure, yeah. Run and the party. And so Leon, I'm just going to call him Leon, uh, was was found guilty and he was electrocuted. And Did they put him on display at the fair? 
No, they didn't. They did it privately. Only like 20 feet, 25 people got to watch them, you know, get electrocuted. So, but this, this uh, Bostock clown, uh, Frank Bostock, decided, hey, everybody's still pissed off and they're mad because they didn't even get to see this guy get electrocuted. And so he was like, I got this elephant that killed some people. <laughs> uh, or the, the elephant didn't even kill people. It hurt some people. Electricity is pretty well, he, new. He's huge. Of course, he, he probably accidentally. Yeah. He's like, excuse me, I'm moving my ass. I just knocked you into the wall. Like, <laughs> Exactly. I mean, my, my dog is huge, and she hurts. She steps on my feet, and it hurts really bad. But I've never been like, I'm going to electrocute you for money. So... <laughs> Well, this yeah. is a different time. Okay. <laughs> Good for this you, man. <laughs> you're, you're a person of high moral fiber, though, apparently. <laughs> but uh, so, so Bostock is like, like literally two weeks after this guy gets executed, he's like, I'm going to tap into all these people who are still mad about the president getting executed, and I'm going to electrocute this elephant where the president was assassinated jesus he was johnny on the spot yeah (laughs) and so he was like it's 50 cents to come and watch (laughs) and he sold sold, the american initiative he sold a thousand (laughs) tickets to this wow oh yeah and so he made 500 bucks 500 bucks (laughs) which in today's money i figured it out would be like fifteen thousand dollars. Hey, not bad. It's not bad. Not bad for a gig. So, <laughs> so he's got it all set up. He's gonna. The plan is he's going to to electrocute the elephant with the same <laughs> voltage they used to kill Leon, and then if that didn't work, they were gonna keep ramping it up until the elephant died. I would just assume that you would have to ramp start it up before. like ten thousand times yeah. because an elephant weighs. Yeah. So Leon was. I mean, Shocked with eighteen thousand. Unless, 18, 000, unless Leon 18, was the six hundred pound man, I don't. I. They didn't. <laughs> I didn't look up. She was at least but... very hairy. I can tell you that. <laughs> the hair. Can you imagine the hair smell? It's sticking up. It's all sticking up. <laughs> well, that's going a different direction, but. <laughs> I just hope that I just hope that uh, Z is not awake right now. <laughs> listening to this. She's totally asleep. I've checked on her. She better be. All right. She's like, I was sleeping, and then all of a sudden, I heard you guys yelling about electrocuting elephants. She's like, I had the weirdest dream last night, and it scarred me for life. <laughs> Jumbo too. All right. So he's got everybody lined up. Yeah, and so, um, so basically, at this point, uh, it's the day of the big show, and. Uh, the the city officials come in and talk to him and say, you can't do this public execution because feelings are still raw and we're afraid it's going to get people all fired up and that sort of stuff. Right, because it's completely fucked up. It's Well, not because of the elephants, but because of the guy who killed the president. Okay. And, you know, they're like... Was he going to sell the elephant meat after? There, that, <laughs> I didn't cover this, but that happened, too. Oh, in, fr- in France before 1826. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it, you, you name it. Elephants, I mean, 
it sucks to be an elephant. Now that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, you, they don't forget the bad things. So, so they Leon was fried with 1,800 volts. Okay. And so they, they're like, after this, he's like, okay, we'll just move it up to the max. There's no reason for this to be a show. So this is like 2,200 volts is the max that he's got. That's not enough. That's not enough to kill an elephant. <laughs> you, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> so. So according to the New York Herald, um, after shocking the elephant six times at 2,200 volts, mm-hmm. um, the shocks had simply tickled the elephant. I've, I've got so a, is he giggling like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a printout. It's, the headline is, 2,200 electric volts failed to kill Jumbo 2 at Buffalo Exposition. Big Elephant d- declines to die and is merely tickled by the six shocks applied down the platform. <laughs> oh, wow. And now the elephant has gained this new, like, super speed ability. So now it's like a super fast flash he's, elephant. Or maybe he's Electro from Spider-Man. Oh, wow. he's, he's Electrofent. There you go. That yeah. is irrelevant to what we're talking about right now. So, so anyway... Um, the, and the funny thing, I I have no idea if he was ever killed or they what. They never it, said anything else? Uh, I could not find anything else. I, I assume Jumbo 2 died. They just released him. But <laughs> but there's a, uh, there's a movie from 1986 called Running Scared. And I think that really has the relevant information. Because um, it's not the voltage that kills you. It's the amperage. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm just going to... So, so basically, you're saying you stupid idiots. Yeah, I guess there were no electrical engineers available. So, so that was Jumbo Two. Now I'm going to talk to you about probably the most famous Topsy. Yes, Topsy the elephant. January four, nineteen o three. A lot of people have heard of Topsy, and the common belief. Steve, what's the common belief? What? Well, I know it's, I know that this is not true necessarily, but it was basically uh, Tesla versus uh, what's Edi- his name Edison, and he's like Edison was being a total dick because uh, Tesla discovered that AC would be better used because it could travel for further distances than DC. And Edison didn't have rights to that idea, so he was trying to make uh, AC seem super dangerous. So he's like, I'm going to electrocute an elephant and look how dangerous AC current is. But he ended up looking like an asshole. I'm horrified right now because I have like really never heard of any of this. Because <laughs> I'm not a history buff at all. And I, I like elephants. They're my favorite. Tesla made space cars. I know. Edison. I know. There's someone in our town that drives around and says Obi Wan. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. But anyways, but that is actually not completely true, right? Right. Um, So yeah, Tesla was with AC power, and Westinghouse was behind him on that. Mm -hmm. This is like DC Comics and AC Comics. Is that what's going? (laughs) Alternating alternating current, sine waves. I'm. I'm making Plug it into a wall versus a, battery. It's called a joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dear. No, it's it's about 
more about the back and black, you know, the the ACDC. We listened to some TNT design. Which actually, a lot of people don't know that, but uh, ACDC actually only has one song. They just changed the words. (laughs) You know, that's true. And... You know, I think actually ACDC makes perfect sense because these are dirty deeds done dirt cheap. For real. Side note, they do, there is an awesome mashup that you can find on YouTube that is a mix up, a mashup of Thunderstruck and the Ghostbusters song. And it is delightful. And there's a great drinking game that goes along with Thunderstruck, which could also go along with that. You've played that, right? Ghostbusters Thunderstruck? This regular thunderstorm. No, I'm saying we should do the Ghostbusters thunderstorm. Yeah, it's like it's like we all have those backpack vacs on, and we're just playing that game. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delightful. Okay. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, and wait, then we're we back can to clean up Tesla with the yeah. vacs. So, so there was the war of currents uh, between where Edison was going around trying to scare people about AC electricity, mm-hmm. and he he did electrocute animals. Um, God, what a fuck up. Up until he stopped at horse, he was like, "I'll I'll electrocute up to a horse." He's like, "Fuck elephants! You can't electrocute an elephant because they're huge." You I've know? seen the newspaper articles. You can't. It doesn't work. You need amps. <laughs> He's like, "I don't even know what an amp is. I just we're going direct or alternating." It's I think like we just have acoustic guitars for now. <laughs> so, um, so the confusion probably stems from the fact that Edison was a raging asshole and nobody would put that past him electrocuting an elephant to prove a point but his company was actually there and released a film of Topsy's execution Edison was not there wait so his company released a snuff film yes a elephant snuff film oh okay. yeah because he was trying to take over and be the only person that could make movies he was trying to say I can only uh, if you make a movie, you owe me five cents or something like that. He was trying to patent the idea of movie. Yeah, he was like, I invented a light bulb, so everything that uses light is mine. Yeah, but actually, <laughs> or electricity. A couple French guys that invented them. I believe it was you that said that nobody invented the moving picture. <laughs> She's looking at Steve. Not episode four. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Look it up, listeners. So, so the the theory that Edison was involved was so widespread. Like Wired magazine wrote an article about it, and Bob's Burgers has a mention of Edison killing, electrocuting an elephant. So yeah. I'm just dumb. Sorry, I've never heard of this. Oh, okay. that's all right. The, see, that's good. I get to teach you something. Like you'll teach me something. I'm sure about something grisly and horrible too. <laughs> the problem he knows is, me well. The problem is that Megan actually cleared her history not her browser history she didn't understand the title and now she doesn't remember any history she went to any many. history lessons I went too many. Far. she's like hey, happy 218th year america right <laughs> like one of Before those the men in black devices that i suck at history that's okay, okay. Yeah. she's good at math you know, I didn't know a lot of this stuff before I fell down this rabbit hole or elephant, elephant hole. hole. It's a giant fucking hole. Oh, do you know how to catch an elephant? Um, no. Well, what you do is you dig a huge hole, and then you put a bunch of palm tree ashes on the bottom of the hole. Then you cover it up with uh, sticks and grass and leaves and stuff, and then you put one peanut in the middle. And then you wait for an elephant to go for the peanut, and you kick it in the ash hole. 
<laughs> Wait a second. Do you know what elephants use for tampons? What? Sheep. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Topsy was a girl elephant, so that could come into play. <laughs> That's... So... So I'm going to veer this back. Uh, so in 1902, Topsy killed a spectator. Okay. It, Fair enough. Um, was he heckling? He was a dick. His name was James Fielding Blount. And he went into the tent where she was on display. <laughs> oh, are we being mean to the victims now? No. We, victim well, blaming? listen to this. Listen to <laughs> okay, this. okay, okay. He went into we the tent. We blame on this show. He was... <laughs> He was, went into the tent where she was on display, and first he was trying to get her to drink his whiskey, and then he threw sand in her face, and then he burnt the tip of her trunk with his lit cigar. Wow. And that's, I would have killed a bitch, too. Okay. Sorry, yeah. but Victim if someone did that to my trunk... starting now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she threw him to the ground with her trunk, and then crushed him with either her head, knees, or foot. You know, that's a dealer's choice. There. With either her head, shoulders, knees, or toes. <laughs> knees or toes. <laughs> so she became infamous after that. And, of course, that just invited another jackass. Um, this one... Okay... I don't know if this guy was a jackass or not, but I'm going to just say that he was. Because, he was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> he was a dirty carny. <laughs> oh, it wasn't a carny. It was another spectator. Okay. And so this guy's name was Louis Dundero. And she was getting unloaded from a train to wherever they were performing. And he walked up and decided, I'm going to tickle her behind her ear. Oh, that's nice. And Ooh, so... So she grabbed him around the waist with her trunk and lifted him over her head and she tossed him. Didn't kill him as far as I know. But she was already a killer, so this was another attack. Aggravated uh-huh. elephant assault. So the circus at that point was like, screw this. <laughs> A-E- Topsy, you are a liability. Yeah. They are like, we can't afford your insurance anymore, Topsy. And so they sold her to Coney Island's Sea Lion Park. Ooh. Because elephants and sea lions are friends, super friends. They're they do the best acapella friends in the world. <laughs> I pay for that show. That'd be cool. And that place was struggling, and so they sold. They sold in like less than a year, and it became Luna Park. And Luna Park's big claim to fame was they had an airship that was called the Luna that they would have Topsy pull around the park. Um, and I grew up in the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so they, so they were know, doing This a, was a terrible time. So, sure, they had fun elephant <laughs> gags, but also people were just dying when they would, like, get a regular common cold. Plus, and plus they had all no, the elephant attacks that were killing people. I mean, think about that. And also their phones. You could just talk to people on them. There wasn't any fun apps. They didn't have phones yeah. in a normal household. See? Pretty lame. <laughs> but they had elephants. <laughs> Every house had an elephant. <laughs> and that's why there was all the killings. But so so the new owners like were were using her pulling the the airship and then like showed pictures of her building stuff with timbers and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> to uh, to basically 
show that she had reformed. So one day while she was pulling the, the airship, her handler, William Whitey Alt, <laughs> uh, stabbed her in, with a pitchfork in the ass to get her to pull the ride. Um, surprisingly, uh, a police officer saw that and said, what the hell are you doing? And he was like, I'll tell you what I was doing. And he unleashed her harness, smacked her, so she ran out of the park, you know, rampaging elephant, whatever. But she, and <laughs> At so, the time, it's like, whatever. <laughs> but, but it was her trainer who, like, set her loose. After stabbing her in the ass with a picture of the pitchfork. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he got arrested. So she gave her handler a tug. <laughs> that he stabbed her in the ass with a pitchfork and slapped her. And then and somehow it's her fault? Yeah, exactly. And the thing... So Whitey was drunk. Because, uh, surprise. And so he... <laughs> and she was recaptured. And, and three months later, or two months... Yeah, two months later, he was back and... He decided, I'm going to get up on Topsy and. <laughs> topsy, Topsy. <laughs> yeah, and I'm drunk and I'm going to ride Topsy through the town and we're going to go and I'm going to have her attack the police station. <laughs> what? <laughs> because he's drunk. God, talk about white privilege. Jesus <laughs> fucking. Whitey privilege. <laughs> so. So I guess it was so upsetting to the police that they were like hiding in jail cells well, as yes, this elephant it, was ramming the front doors of the I police station. I probably would hide as well. So surprisingly, Whitey got fired after that. He didn't get fired after the first one. And <laughs> and so because he was fired, the owners of Luna Park are like, well, we can't handle this elephant. Because Whitey's not here. Yeah, exactly. And so they're like, Let's try and sell her. Nobody wants her because, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because she's a whitey hater? Yeah. Um, oh, no. I don't know. Sorry. That's good. <laughs> so so they're like, you know what? Let's hang her. We've got, we're, we're reopening this new thing. It's called the, the 200-foot electric tower, and it's going to be in this island in the middle. Let's hang her off of this tower. It's only 75 oh feet right God, now. Oh, my God. What the fuck is it's wrong only, with people? It's only 75 feet tall now. And so they're like, okay, let's do this. And they're going to sell tickets because that's the common theme. Uh, And the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals hears about this. And the guy, John Peter Haynes, comes to him and says, you can't, you can't do this. (laughs) And that's... We're That's, supposed to prevent the cruelty. Yeah, he's like, hanging is cruel. And he's like, and you can't charge admission for this because that's, you know, fucked up. And, <laughs> and so they talk about it and figure out the most humane way to take care of her would be to simultaneously hang her, poison her, and electrocute her. Wait, the ESPCA? Yes. In conjunction with the owners of the elephant. They're like... We need to be humane about this, so let's let's throw three things at her at once, you know? Not take her back to, like, hey, Africa and let her listen to her. <laughs> yeah, better odds. Well, you probably can't take her back out into the wild because she'd be a weirdo. And they're pack animals. And she's and got she a wouldn't... taste for crushing things. With... Yeah. Probably wouldn't go well. 
Okay, so they hang this elephant off of a tower? That's the plan. And, of course, it's a complete shit show, and I'm not even going to go into all of it. So they I've poisoned seen the videos of her being electrocuted, right? Yeah. So they poisoned her first. There's videos? Yes, because of remember? Edison. That film exists. Edison's you can company. go watch it on YouTube. No, I'm not. And there's not a bunch of people to. saying, "Who's here from watching Bob's Burgers?" And you're like, "Jesus Christ." <laughs> that doesn't that's not even a thing yet. <laughs> so so after the shit show, she was poisoned. She died from the electrocution, and then to make sure they hoisted her with a steam crane to the, and hung her. Oh my god. And and incidentally, one of the people working the event flipped the wrong switch and almost killed himself, electrocuted himself, scar from it like his arm to his leg because Oh, one said, of those weird like electrical burns. Ugh. So, A plus job there. But he never got laid again. <laughs> yeah. He probably, he was probably like, got laid all the time cuz he's, he's like, like I killed yeah. Topsy. <laughs> I'm electric in the I sack. killed Topsy. So, do we have time for one more? Sure. <laughs> I mean, we're already pretty far over time. And I'm pretty sure our listeners are fully involved right now. So. Can you cut it down a quick one? I'll, I'll do my best. Okay. So this is about murderous Mary. The I elephant. think it was good, though, that you did do the deep dive with Topsy because a lot of uh, misconceptions. Yeah. We have interrupted him a lot, so it's there's going to be plenty to cut from this episode. <laughs> fine. I'm not cutting myself out. I'm hilarious. <laughs> so murderous Mary the elephant. September 13, 1960. Can I get one of these glacial tills? You sure can. Um, Today we're drinking an original cider. Glacial till craft cider. Brewed here in Nebraska. <sighs> brewed? Yeah. Is yeah. cider brewed? So, <laughs> so Mary had been a pretty good elephant. She was even bigger than Barnum & Bailey's Jumbo. You remember Jumbo? Oh, Jumbo too. I don't know. They, they didn't have a chart. <laughs> Even jumbo -er than Jumbo, too. <laughs> she was like three inches taller than Jumbo, so Jesus that's something. Jesus fucking Christ, a big bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she could stand on her head, throw a baseball, play musical instruments, and she worked at the Sparks world-famous shows. this fucking old who could do more than I can. Exactly. <laughs> Just give a piece of shit. She was the star of this, like, Sparks world-famous shows. No, but Megan, you're good at math. <laughs> She could not do math for she shit. Do math. Dude, this elephant if you call at me math. Rain Man again, I'm gonna be really upset at you. No, I'm just saying. You said you did. You're, I'm not good at history, but you're good at math. She's good at. Uh, he called me Rain Man. On, well, no, he didn't call me Rain Man on the way home. I did a math problem in my head very quickly. And he said, "Do I need to say it again?" <laughs> no, I only I only say that because you were saying you're like, oh, they called me Rain Man again. <laughs> Every day, every day. Okay. All right. She can't do math, but she can stand on her fucking head and play the violin. What else? And throw a baseball. Oh God. Throw a baseball. Um. You can so throw a baseball. So she was the star until that changed, which September eleventh, nineteen sixteen. Oh. So the circus hired a homeless man named Red Eldridge, who surprisingly had no no experience with elephants, to become an assistant elephant trainer. Sure. Okay, yeah. So the so next personal. day, September 12th, he led the elephant parade from Mary's back. And Mary spotted a watermelon on the ground, and she went to grab it and eat it. Right. Because... Watermelon. Yeah. Well, it's delicious. To an elephant, it's like picking up a grape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so um, Eldridge, Red Eldridge. So we've got Whitey and we got Red. So Red... What is going on? 
<laughs> used a hook pole to prod at her behind her ear. No. And she lost it, probably because she had a seriously infected tooth right where he was prodding her. Mm. They found out after the autopsy type ah. stuff. Um, so she reached up, she grabbed him with his trunk, lifted him 10 feet in the air, and threw him against a beverage stand. Sure. And fuck you, Red. Time to cool down, Red. <laughs> she was like, have some Red's apple ale. Hey. And then she walked over and either crushed his head with her foot or gored him to death. We, The reports vary. Either way, valid, Mary. Yeah. Valid. So she, she went from Mighty Mary to Murderous Mary. Mm. That's, I like the second one better. Me too. Yeah. So tight. And the locals <laughs> wanted her dead. So the local blacksmith came out. Wait, did anyone actually give a shit about this homeless man? Well, he was he was a drifter. He was no good. Then nobody gave a. F- Why did they care? One because she killed him. Well, they didn't care about it. There was he had homeless. A jo- he had nobody a job gave now. a shit about it. But it he was, couldn't even get soup at the soup kitchen. He was so he close. He's a dirty, stinking carny now. But now we got. He was so close to having a home, Megan. Yeah. Okay, so now all of a sudden they want to kill this elephant. Yeah. So the local blacksmith came and shot her five times. Did nothing. Right. We've learned 152 times. Does nothing. <laughs> yeah. So. So the owner was told by the surrounding towns that he wasn't welcome as long as she was part of the circus. And he was like, well, I've only got one choice. I have to execute her publicly because that way That's people... how you make money. No, he, oh. he was a good guy. He wasn't there for the money. He was there to show people they, she can't hurt you anymore. Oh. And oh. so they went to the town of... That makes me sad. Irwin, Tennessee. And... Took her by rail. They had a rail-mounted crane. And there were 2,500 people who came to this. And Oh, it's your dog. It's my dog. And 2,500 people, pretty much all the kids in the town. Because, of course. Okay. Yeah, take your kids to see an elephant die. And, (laughs) And so they hoisted her up to hang her. And... Uh, what do you know, the first time it breaks and she falls and she breaks her hip still alive. No. So they do it again. This is terrible. And then she died. But, again, just shitty. Shitty. How do these poachers do it? Because... They're good at it. Yeah, they're always talking about, like, the African elephant is in danger because people are trying to kill... they have better weapons now. This was in the early 19... We got a demon in the bedroom. (laughs) So, and then there's a bunch of other ones. Like, for a while, Barnum and Bailey decided they were going to, like, anytime an elephant did something wrong, like, to hurt somebody, they would kill the elephant in front of the other elephants to try and teach... Teach it a lesson? Yeah. That's, like, horrifying to me. Like (laughs) That happened to Dick the man-killing elephant. Nick... Wait, Dick the... the, Okay. (laughs) Nick the elephant... And Columbia, who coincidentally... Was smuggling drugs in her ass. <laughs> no, no, Columbia was Jumbo two, er, Jumbo's daughter. Oh my god. And they killed her in front of her own mother. That's so fucked up. Steve talked about before, I think on one of those fast facts, they said that elephants look at humans how humans look at dogs. That's... Interesting, isn't it? It is. So, other than that, you know, all I have to say is... Yeah, elephants, it's shitty, but just remember, uh, before all this, 
in India and other places, they used to use elephants to execute people. So well, there's blood on their tusks. There's blood on their tusks. Are you justifying elephant Jesus. executions? I'm just saying that there's nobody really innocent in this whole thing. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Oh, so sad. So, uh, yeah. And then, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a movie called Dumbo that's pretty fucked up, too. Oh, they're having a new uh, live Tim action Burton's coming out soon. Tim Burton's one's coming out. I imagine uh, that's going to be, be horrible. Fucked up. He's going to be like, my father was a dentist, and he let me honey candy. <laughs> and then it turned into a dead person. And Helena, whatever the lady's name is, was there, and she's saying fucked up shit. <laughs> Maybe. Yep. So, All right. so that was a really long thing about killing elephants. So uh, what do you got to follow that? <laughs> well, we're going to have a break real quick from our new sponsor. This is a public service announcement from the Association of Male Enhancement Drug Makers. Did you take a few extra pills and you're concerned that your tin soldier is still standing at attention even after the battle at Harry Gorge? Visit itshouldn'tbethishard.com and we'll tell you if you need to be worried or if you can try one of our time-tested strategies for management of a tool at the ready. You can learn about techniques like icing the puck, taking the bishop to confessional, or tenderizing the meat. We also have several photo galleries which should kill even the hardiest boners. Unless, of course, you're a huge perv. Once again, visit itshouldn'tbethishard.com and we'll do our best to take you from at attention to half-mast before you have to play ding-dong ditch at the ER. We know to kill zombies, you shoot them in the head. Elephants, uh... Elephant zombies. Oh, fuck. We're oh dead. Oh my god. That's terrifying. What are you going to follow that up with, Megan? Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just set the mood for you guys. Oh, so, God. just relax. Are you lighting candles right now? I'm lighting candles right now. I'm putting on a robe. Is that a beef scented candle? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lighter going around. Okay. All right, guys. It's the late 1800s. All right. You're on a small farm, homestead thing. Doing is it an elephant farm? Shh. Just be quiet. You're doing farmy things, whatever that means. I don't know. It's beautiful spring day. There is a light wind coming in from the west. The sky is clear and the sun is shining brightly. Mm. All right, you're about 40 steps from your farmhouse. Mm -hmm. You're quietly making soap. You're mixing lye with oils, whatever the fuck they do when they make soap. Not sure. Should we have our eyes closed for this? Sure. But all of a sudden you feel something small and wet smack against your forearm. (laughs) You look down and see a moist pink bit that resembles raw meat stuck to your arm. (laughs) Confused, you look up to see bits of flesh resembling raw beef falling like snowflakes from the sky. It's the... (laughs) It's the... (laughs) You're going to get this part already. It's the Kentucky Meat Shower of 1876. No! Is this this similar to, like, the Boston molasses spill? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This event, called, like I said, the Kentucky Meat Shower, took place on March 3rd of 1876 in the town of Rankin, which is in Bath County, Kentucky. Um, It took place outside of a local man's house. His name was Alan Crouch. Okay. Alan and his wife, like I said, his wife was outside. That was his wife. You were in a woman's body, if that makes a difference. <laughs> she was I wish ma- I'd known. <laughs> <laughs> she was making soap. So in um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 
when they blow up that big worm monster. Mm-hmm. Similar to that? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't know. So, anyways, they, we're going to cut that part because it was dumb. <laughs> it explodes and there's meat everywhere. Remember? Yes, the exploding meats. So, Alan and his wife, his wife was outside making soap. They watched as the meat... Thank God she was making soap. <laughs> The only thing that could save them at this point. You're gonna need it. The meat downpoured around them for several minutes. They mm. said less than ten, but more than five minutes. Okay. So like seven and a half. Perhaps. Probably yes. The meat that rained down was described as fresh, raw, and some lumps were light as a snowflake, but others were up to three inch square chunks of meat. Wow. Okay, this fresh meat. Perfect. Uh, the still. area that was about the area that it showered was about a hundred yards long by fifty yards wide. So a football field. By a half a football field, yes. So did they immediately grab a pot and just go? Out <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so let's collect the meat for soon, Papa. <laughs> I don't. I think they were just terrified. I mean, Open chunks of mouth. meat. Another bystander <laughs> said that um, chunks of meat covered the ground, the fences. They're stuck to the fences and the house itself. So the crouches were like, "What the fuck? Is the flush? Was the flush parade a miracle, or was it a grisly omen or a warning?" <laughs> Who knows? But um, the word of the meat shower spread quickly. <laughs> it enticed a lot of locals and neighbors to come inspect the site, right? They're running with their plates. <laughs> I heard you had a meat shower. Can I take a look? Well, actually, like most people were like freaked the fuck out by this because they're like, oh my god. Um, but there was one local hunter. Okay, so anyways, the general consensus about how the meat looked was that it looked color-wise and smelled similar to raw beef cow. Okay, but one local hunter came and he disagreed. He stated that the meat had an uncommonly greasy feel. And that it was most resembled the meat of a bear. (laughs) Alright, but then soon after, a couple of other local hunters decided to taste it. This is the first people that tasted it. And they they ate it. Did they cook it? Uh, that wasn't clear. Not sure. But they decided it was either venison or mutton. Mutton. So, lamb or deer, which is very different tastes. So, I don't trust either of them because I've had. I think I've ever had mutton. I made you lamb chops a few weeks ago. Is that mutton? Yes. <laughs> mutton is lamb. Okay. Sheep. You can get a shank of mutton. Well, I know Garrett used to have mutton chops. <laughs> no, it's not men's facial hair. Oh, okay. 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 clear here. So, um, and finally, the local butcher was like, venison or mutton you guys are fucking idiots those are two very different things so he decided to try it for himself and he claimed it tasted neither like flesh fish or fowl bigfoot maybe i don't know so anyways local authorities decided to send samples to different scientists and universities to try and like under because they had try and taste it (laughs) <laughs> what the f- try and figure out what this is. So, oh, like um, at the lab. Right. Not the like, lab. here, try that. What does it taste like? Uh, about I'm pretty th- sure this is an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> it's Topsy. Oh, no. It was just a, it was just a coincidence. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 
So three months later, someone named, I don't know, Leopold Brandeis. Brandeis? Brandeis. He, he, I don't know who this guy was. They just said someone named Leopold. <laughs> I don't know that he was a real scientist, but he must have been somewhere to send it to. That's pretty important. He Founders of Brandeis department stores in Omaha. <laughs> Actually, when I Googled him, that's what came up was the Brandeis department stores, which was later acquired by Yonkers, which you may all know, who is now going out of business. Mm-hmm. Yes. But Omaha fact. What a good wife Brandeis would be. Yes. So he analyzed some She's of. A fine girl. <laughs> so he analyzed some of the sample pres- that was pre- preserved in glycerin, and he said it was not meat at all, but rather a type of cyanobacteria that forms colonies surrounded by a protective gelatinous envelope, and that would be called nostoc, I believe is how it's pronounced. So it swells up into a tr- translucent jelly-like mass whenever it rains. So in and you know. It rains on it, it swells up to this jelly mass, whatever. Nicknames for Nas Tak, I think is how it's called, includes uh, Star Jelly, which is butter, Star Slobber. You can actually look it up. Um, there's a lot of information about the cyanobacteria and Star Jelly. However, the one thing that the stupid idiot didn't take into account is he, he, he identified it and said, oh yeah, it's the cyanobacteria. And he said it was described as a flesh color. But the actual cyanobacteria that he called out is seaweed it looks like seaweed. It's not mm-hmm. red and smells like beef. It literally looks like seaweed. And so they're like, well, you're dumb. Uh, and he also said that it's, it fell when it rained. So for the cyanobacteria to fall in this jelly-like substance, it has to encounter water. But if you remember, the croucher said it was not raining at all. It was a clear, bright sky. And nobody recounted, nobody in the area accounted for any rain during that time period. So that kind of debunks the whole cyanobacteria thing. Uh, so what rain? It was clear that he was not right. I don't know. It's probably not that. So he, but what he did do was he sent another sample to a histologist at the, and he was also the president of the Newark's Scientific Association, Dr. A. Mead Edwards. What the fuck is a histologist? <laughs> Histology is the study of tissue. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So he analyzed this. He was a you know premier scientist. He said that the um, sample he was given was likely the lung tissue of a human infant or a horse. But was it cooked in witch's butter? That's what I want. <laughs> it's either one or the other. Um, and so then recent, right after that, many scientists confirmed that it was lung tissue, cartilage, and muscle, but they couldn't determine if it was infant lung tissue or horse Okay. okay, I'm sorry. Right after that, many scientists confirmed that it was lung tissue, cartilage, and muscle, a mixture, but they couldn't determine if it was from a human infant or a horse, which I'm kind of concerned that babies have the same tissue as horses. Oh, whatever, but, like, how would it be of such a high amount for a baby lung? I'm sure it's no bigger than my hand. For both. Right, but they're saying the samples that they <laughs> the samples that they took that they looked at and identified, they looked similar oh, so to that particular microscopic, thing. right. Sure. It could have been the whole creature, but these guys got the lung. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were only given samples. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. So like whatever part of the samples contained muscle, which looked like meat, and then pieces of lung tissue. So is that either baby or horse? I don't know. Would you like a sample? But there is one there is one sample still remaining. Was it on a toothpick? I hope not. <laughs> there is one sample still remaining. Oh my god, I'm this is how fucking I have to tell my listeners how fucking stupid I am because nobody's listening to this anyways, but uh, there is one sample that exists and was sent to Transylvania University. 
And I read that in an article, and I just went, Transylvania University. And my, and my stepmother is Romanian, and I was like, wow, Transylvania. I'm like, that's a very American name for a college. I wonder what the real name is. So I Googled Transylvania University, and apparently it's a very old, very prestigious university in Kentucky named Transylvania University that I had never heard of because then it felt so stupid. But they're stupid because the, <laughs> <laughs> the name is Transylvania University, and they're like the, the Transylvania University pioneers. Oh, and their ma- and their mascot is a bat. Hell yeah. <laughs> Side fact: with a toothpick with a little bit of lung on it. A bunch of fucking idiots. I don't know. There's, there's a sample there, but they, it's too far degraded to even test now. So, okay, we got cyanobacteria pretty much debunked, human lung or horse tissue, and then uh, we don't know. We entered the current best quote-unquote best explanation for this shower of quivering flesh um came, <laughs> um came from dr kastenbein who claimed it was a coordinated bout of projectile vulture vomit <laughs> now there are studies that show that some vultures vomit whatever they just ate if they ate too much that they can fly some birds do that but this does not explain why the shower lasted for nearly ten minutes, and well, was a hundred ten minutes more than five. <laughs> they don't vomit for that long, and normally they vomit on the ground before taking off. So yeah. I don't really think that's well, a real yeah, explanation. That explanation doesn't make any sense. Because, it makes zero sense. Because oh, maybe they were vomiting in the air because they had to vomit before they could fly. But how are they in the air if they're not flying? Or they, you know, they got in the air and they're like, oh, I'm too heavy, and they vomited. But for that long, and nobody saw a single fucking bird in the sky because they were looking. They were like, where's this coming from? Where's this meat? We're just meat gods. I don't know. They're you know making stir. Should I get a skillet hot? What's going on? Right. You know. <laughs> Is this the manna from heaven they talk about in the Bible? <laughs> I was gonna reference it. I just imagine it fucked up those crouches for life. Oh yeah. It's like. It's like, I'm not going outside again without an umbrella. I've never beaten my meat again because <laughs> this is what God does. <laughs> Maybe God was beating his meat. I mean, oh, hello. <laughs> Anyways, there is absolutely no fucking explanation for this. So, there you go. Still to this day. Yeah, that's the best thing they have is that it was vultures throwing up for this 10 minutes. This has nothing to do with DreamWorks' classic. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. No, this is cloudy with a chance of raw meat slapping you in the face. Similar. But it wasn't cloudy. But there wasn't like a Mr. T policeman involved Absolute, at all? Absolutely not. That's bullshit. This is... Anyways, uh, so... Mr. T didn't exist yet. Very interesting time. story. It's a mystery that's never... I mean, that you can't solve it. It's been so long. We don't... It's, it's ba- too late. It's baby tissue. Or horses. I don't know. I don't know which is better... I think it was Ooh, the failed... good call. I don't know which is better. It's fucking witches. Witch butter. Some witchy shit. Witch butter shit. I don't know. I'm thinking that this was the first attempt to send a horse and a baby to the moon. A horse and baby? Together, a horse and a baby or a horse baby? A horse and a baby It's together. like a centaur, but like a baby. And, and they're like, we'll use some sort of fan to power this, and the harnesses got loose, and just... They used too many volts and not enough amps, so it didn't work. Exactly. I, anyways, it, it's pretty interesting. You can go read about it more. I pretty much covered everything. What is that's... it called? What do I? What is my search term? Meat shower, Kentucky meat shower. Okay, and how Which did is... you stumble upon this? <laughs> well, I was searching the Alabama hot pocket. 
Is that like a sexual move? That's a sexual when thing. When you fart under the blanket? No, that's a Dutch oven. like, like uh, chew? No, I found the Kentucky, I found the Kentucky meat shower. It's, it's a long story, but it, don't search meat shower at work. I made that mistake. <laughs> And I, I don't know. It was pretty interesting. Pretty but soon you'll be homeless, and then you'll be training elephants. Yep. Like our but there, old there are there are a red. lot of <laughs> stories of various meats falling out of the sky. Not specifically this red beefy meat that fell in Kentucky, but there are lots of stories of fish and uh, earthworms. And uh, there was one story in Florida recently where a bunch of frozen pork fell out of the sky, but there were no airplanes nearby. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Stuff falling out of the sky is interesting. Look it up. Yeah. And with that, we're going to go to our fast facts to close out the show. One, scientists genetically engineered goats that produced spider silk in their milk. Spider goats. <laughs> spider goats. Two, an average human has one and a half gallons of blood in their body. Three. Wait, wait, wait. How much does an average elephant have? More. <laughs> it says right here. Thank you, Steven. <laughs> Uh, three, if you get a bunch of bubbles sticking to the side of your beer glass, it means that the glass is dirty. Four, a 13-year-old girl was detained by police and prevented from eating lunch for attempting to pay for her chicken nuggets with a $2 bill. They assumed it was counterfeit or something like that. And number five, auto-reply emails are super annoying. Especially when you're responding to an email that that person just sent. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah. It's super fucking dumb. And additional search terms. Megan is frantically looking through her phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cut that. So for additional search terms today, we have... Uh, I'm really interested and I'll be searching this at work. Muff. Because yeah. I still have no idea what you're talking about. I'd like to lurk it up. Um, additionally, we can look at meat shower curtain. No. <laughs> yes. Not to be confused with beef curtain. It's the same thing. Just one or the other. <laughs> and that makes me think like it's like... Okay, so my friend John has a shower curtain that's like rainbows. And like It's crazy. And like you can buy like these really ridiculous printed shower curtains. And I'm assuming, is that just like a big old piece of meat as a design? I don't know. You're going to have to search it to find out. <laughs> ah. All right. And number three would be witch's butter. Oh. Witchy butter or witch's butter, whichever you prefer. I was already going to search that one. Yes. Well, I can't believe it's not witch's butter. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you learned a lot about uh, elephants dying, the zombie apocalypse, and uh, showers of meat. Yeah, and stick around. We're going to have another Just Me and Megan episode next, and it's going to be fucking spooky. I thought you were going to say sexy, but that's not true at all. Oh, a little sexy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and give us a good rating on iTunes, and we'll see you next time. This episode is sponsored by Dr. Harry's Head to Toe Meat Wash. 
Here at Dr. Harry's Soap Company, we believe in creating high-quality body washes that not only leave your skin feeling moist, but also taste great too. All of our products are paraben and sulfate-free and are created from concentrated organic fluids. Our two-in-one body washes stay creamy rather than foamy for a luxurious experience you've never had before. Dr. Harry's Meat Wash comes in many wonderful flavors with a meaty taste and a mature leathery scent. Try our newest products such as pork tenderloin and rosemary, chicken feet and thyme, or our very popular beef and peppercorn. Visit washermeat.com and order now to receive 20% off your next purchase with promo code HAM.